Everybody, welcome to the Green Divas Radio Show. Hey, Lynn. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I feel like I'm on like a club med vacation or something. Oh my god. Anyway, yeah, no more talk of vacation. No, we did a lot of talk about that. We are back. We're back, and we're bad. We're in a groove. Yeah, we're bad. We're so good. We're bad. Anyway, you're uh, you're listening to the Green Divas Radio Show. I'm Green Diva Meg, and I'm Green Diva Lynn. She is. She is. In Chicagoland. Yeah, and you know, it, the, the, the re- connection is remarkably good. It is. I but f- it is sometimes difficult to know when you're done talking and when I need to start talking. <laughs> so we're trying to come up with a trick for that so we yeah. don't have... Dead air. No. no dead air. We don't want dead air. Hey, we've got so much great stuff in this week's show. We know you loved hearing all about our last show, which I'm not even allowed to say the word. <laughs> uh, but this week we have a nice variety of things. Yeah, a lot of fun, a lot, a lot of fun topics. Yeah, including a really fun discussion with Mike Novak, who uh, the Mike Novak Show, Novak, 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 Novak. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I had it down before, man. How did I screw it up? I anyway, don't know. I don't know. He it co- happened. He coached me. So I think it's menopause. <sighs> Uh-huh. Segway, segway, <laughs> mental pause. We'll, we're a little ta- too early for that segway, but we'll be talking about that in like two minutes. But Mike Novak is like such a cool. He's like a radio hero, right? He's like an environmental. Yeah, he's so much fun. I, I was on his show not that long ago. So fun to talk to. He is. I could have just talked to him all day long. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't think we had any really serious focus. But it's a great, great conversation. I'm just telling you, it's just fun listening to him. So you're going to want to hear that. He's our, our feature this week. Our I feature. can't wait to hear him. And he did announce that um, he's not a green dude. He believes he should be a green Devo. Oh. Right? Instead of <laughs> Clever. a D- Diva, Devo. I kind of like it. I, I do. I like it. Yeah, that might stick. Um, and this week we're going to do a replay of a great segment we did a while back with Lindsay Coulter, the Queen of Green, uh, David Suzuki's Queen of Green. She did mm-hmm. a really nice post on food waste because you know you just can't talk about food waste enough. Yeah, I still catch myself. Oh, yeah. doing it. Uh, guilty, guilty over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of mental pause, we happen to be Green Divas of a certain age. Uh, hey, but you know we- I don't like to talk about. Me. But you know, but we're I'm very, kidding. we're very youthful, fun, like hipster. Like, there's no look. I'm a granny, but I'm not a granny. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I never would have thought you were a granny. <sighs> so, in that line, we've been doing. We started the series. I think there's going to be three of them with Brigitte Mars, who is our resident eco sexy um, herbalist, and and she's an author and teacher. Uh, but, you know, she does a lot of these eco-sexy segments with us. So we're going to talk about, like, menopause can be sexy. Okay. 
Everybody have your, <laughs> have your laugh now. Giggle. All you want. But the fact is, is if we do take care of our bodies and pay attention, we can absolutely um, continue to have a wonderful, thriving sex life into menopause and beyond. Ooh. So, yeah, I know. Woo, right. There's a bunch of guys, like, you know, tuning us out, going, oh, God, I don't want to hear this crap. Well, in her first, uh, I haven't listened to the segment, but her post is uh, all about nutrition tips yeah. for menopause. Yeah, why not? You know, let's face it. We're green divas. A lot of the women, a lot of the people that listen to us are green divas. And a lot of them happen to be, you know, in and around this time. And if they're not, and if they're not now, they will be eventually because it's just sort of inevitable. Well, there's, there's no reason why you can't start preparing your body even if you're way before it, right? right? Well, that's very true. I don't know. Just saying. Very true. <laughs> well, and I turned 50 in about two weeks. No. Really? Yeah. You'd never know. Like if you saw Lynn, if you saw her body in that, that bathing suit, that Koru swimwear bathing suit. Oh, shucks. And her yoga pants, you'd be like, no way, man, no way. But Yeah, it's true. So you're that's wearing it well, and that's that's the whole deal. Is like it's really not about the number; it's about how healthy and vibrant we are, and mentally, you know. All right, I'm having a little mental pause now and again, but that's okay, you know. Yeah, I've been doing that all my whole life. Let's be honest. I, I have to. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. <laughs> so, what else is going on in the show? had a really interesting conversation with Bianca Alexander. Oh, right. Conscious Living TV. Yeah, Conscious Living TV. We did an eco-style segment all about authenticity and sort of finding your authentic style. And, you know, it, it. she's really an interesting woman. So, again, she's someone else I feel like I could talk to all day long. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really enjoying some of these folks that we've gotten hooked up with that, yeah, it's hard for me sometimes to just shut up and listen. <laughs> but uh, it's okay because it's a good conversation. And we definitely, just saying that out loud, I want to encourage people to reach out to us. Let us know what you're thinking. If you hear something that interests you, if you want to hear something that interests you, right? Uh, you've got something to contribute, let us know, please. And there's like yes, a, please reach out. a million ways. Lynn, being our social media diva, why don't you uh, give us a rundown of how they should reach out to us? Well, we're on Twitter, the Green Divas, and we also have our own personal Twitter accounts, Green Diva Lynn, that's me, and Green Diva Meg. So you can tweet us. You can go to our Facebook page. Yeah, Green Divas. Um, we're on Pinterest. We're on Google+. We're all over the place. Those are the main places that that uh, we are. We're pretty easy to find. Mm-hmm. Because and uh, we're approachable. You, if you find me on uh, Facebook, you have your own Facebook page too, Green yep. Diva Meg. Yeah. And uh, you can reach out to us there as well. And we, uh, you know, as long as you're not stalking us in some strange manner, <laughs> in we a creepy are very way. responsive. Yeah. We like we like fan stalking. I've had a, a couple of bit. stalkers. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't have any. Oh. Well. Well, you'll get some. Oh, good! You can't wait. There's a, <laughs> I've, I've arrived when I have social media stalkers. <laughs> right. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so, how about, like, I just got to say something about this Mercury retrograde stuff. Mm. It's not brutal, and we did a really good um, 
episode of GVK, Good Vibrations with Kristen, which is a mm -hmm. show that I produce and uh, actually co-host. And she's been doing a monthly segment now with Kathy Kirsten, who is this fabulous astrologer. She's a hoot. She's this little tiny British woman who's a powerhouse. And um, she's been I've known her for 25 years, and she's been doing astrology forever. Anyway, we uh, just recently talked about this Mercury retrograde thing. There was so much going on. There was like a full moon, lunar eclipse, solar flares, Mercury retrograde, Jupiter. Yeah, that full moon was waking me up. <sighs> God. Still recovering from that. And, but the fact is, is it, it wasn't all bad, and she really works to help give us all kinds of strategies and good news to hang on to. And, you know, because I think if you work with it, if you know what's happening and here are the aspects you can work with, um, you know, which is partly why, I mean, I think you and I have slowed down our recording schedule mm -hmm. a tiny bit just so that we can... Uh, you know, go with the flow because certain things work better in Mercury retrograde than others. Right on. So anyway, check out that podcast because there's a lot of really good information in there. Um, and I want to just mention our sponsor, buygreen.com, the best green stuff on the Internet that you can trust. They've got a great rating system and products for home, office, kids, family, all kinds of cool stuff. How do we find it, Lynn? Thegreendivas.com backslash marketplace. Right there on, scroll down to buy green, and you can shop right there. Click right through. That's and we have uh, special discount pricing. Yeah, we do, because we're green deep. We're special. I know. So you, too, can be special. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, listen up. There's a great show, a lot of great information coming up, so please stay tuned. The Green Divas love food. Organic, local, fresh, whole, delicious food. Here now is another Green Diva foodie file. Aren't we happy? Because we have Lindsay Coulter back. She is the David Suzuki's Queen of Green. And she really is so wonderful at helping us with great, simple ideas for living a deeper shade of green. Hi, Lindsay. Hi there. Thank you for having me back. So let's talk today. I think we're doing a foodie file segment about food waste, which makes me crazy. And I will just admit that I am guilty of it from time to time. It happened. In fact, last time we did a food waste segment, I had – it's a long story. I won't get into it. But it was one of those things where I prepared something, got really busy, forgot about it, and then it, it went bad. And I was like, oh, my God. It's like – it really upsets me when I have to throw something out. So I'll be quiet now, but talk to us about food waste. Well, food waste happens at, uh, as you mentioned, in the home can be quite simply where much of it happens. And households are, I think often we're quick to blame, you know, the big producers or maybe farmers for wasting or in transportation. But actually in the home, yeah. we waste about one in four produce items. So oh. imagine leaving a grocery store and dropping one of your grocery bags, your cloth grocery bags full of, you know, your organic local seasonal produce yeah. and um, walking away, not going back for it. Yeah, yeah. That's it's often painful. what happens. Um, and you're talking about a family of four. That's over 600 bucks probably a month that you could be throwing out. Now, worldwide, about half of all food that we grow is wasted. So that's also upsetting as far as talking about, you know, yeah. feeding uh, 
billions of people and what we actually have the capacity to, the efforts of farmers, our water, our resources, uh, let alone, you know, the processing and shipping that go into it. And and for folks that are supportive of sustainable agriculture and we hear from big ag that uh, sustainable practices can't support the, you know, the quantities needed, yeah, where no. we can be more... Uh, sensible with what we are producing I will that's, give us yeah, the capacity exactly. to really seriously work. just eat eat more sensibly you know plan your meals better so tell us what we can do yeah, what are some of the tips there's a few simple things um because as as we say in our, a lot of our green holes you know many of us will compost whether you have a city program that will take things away from you and keep organics out of the landfill um composting isn't even the answer necessarily you want to watch what you're throwing out and make the full use of things yep. a lot of it has to do with um you know your crisper drawers in your refrigerator there's usually two one for vegetables and one for fruit yep. and that's not just by accident that's because um Produce uh, emits a gas, ethylene gas, and some are uh, gas emitters, and uh, some are really sensitive to it. So, uh, as you know, if you ever brown, tried to brown uh, or have a brown banana and you're trying to ripen a peach, for example, you'd put those two in a bag together to speed up the ripening process. Really? I swear it I've never work. heard that. I've never heard of this. I've, okay. heard of putting, I've heard of putting things in a paper bag, but not like the browning. Well, that is to contain the gas, the ripening See, agent. And the, and the minute things are picked, um, it, it basically kicks in. So, for example, in one of your drawers is where you would keep your uh, apples, apricots, figs, cantaloupe and honeydews and in your other drawer is where you would keep things like cabbage carrots cauliflower right. yeah, i have full lists of these um, on our website at uh, queenofgreen.ca but um, there's certain things also that should never go in the fridge like tomatoes right i never and put them in the garlic fridge onions right. don't yeah. waste your no. energy by right. putting those in uh, so you want to make things last longer no, you don't want to wash produce until right. you're ready to eat it is another one because moisture water just you know increases moisture content and things will mold a lot faster. Exactly. I have a question about eggs because okay. uh, I understand that in Europe they, they frequently do not put eggs in the refrigerator and they think we're all crazy here. Okay, I learned about this recently from a backyard chicken enthusiast uh, <laughs> of why that is. So our eggs in North America are, uh, hopefully you're buying what I call uh, eggs from happy chicken, yep. happy yep. chicken eggs, as opposed to battery uh, raised. But they are, um, you know, washed and treated and packaged, and so they lose all of the flora that's naturally on the eggshell. Okay. Um, where I believe in, I won't, maybe not Europe so generally, but I was in Italy too, and they don't store any of their, their eggs are out with canned goods and everything else. Yeah. They're not right. cold. And uh, anyone who raises backyard chickens or, or has eggs on their farm for themselves, you if you don't wash the outer shell of the eggs, it has enough of the flora to protect it from any spoilage. Interesting. So that's I the do. conundrum that we're in is we mostly disinfect and, and wash everything before shipping and packing and, well, and then see, selling it at go. the grocery store. I have a local egg lady, it. and my local egg lady definitely doesn't doesn't wash them because they come mm-hmm. with feathers glued on and yeah, all kinds of Yeah, we get ours from an yeah. Amish farmer. Right? Yeah. Oh, natural. Yeah. So I probably yeah. don't have to put those in my refrigerator. Yeah. And speaking of the grocery store or whether you go to the farmer's market, um, and this goes for farmer's markets as well, it would be buy ugly vegetables and fruits. 
So buy those things with a, a blemish or the crooked cucumber or the you know zucchini with a, a twist in it because a lot of these things uh, don't make it to grocery store shelves because yeah. they demand perfection for us, the consumer that thinks an apple has this picture-perfect yeah, shape. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of these things, of course, taste just, just, just as good. good and I know. We've been so conditioned by marketing to this is what, what is it should look like. Yeah. And Beauty is best. Well, there's so many things, and I think planning, for me, the more that I'm conscious of planning my meals, I don't overbuy things and, uh, you know, wh- whatever. Um, I think that's very helpful. I'm looking forward to seeing mo- more on the post and um, – you know, hearing more from you on other topics very soon. Thanks so much for calling, Lindsay. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Hope you're hungry. For more easy and delicious recipes and even more foodie information, go to thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. No one ever said you had to give up style to be a green diva or dude. Check out this Green Diva's eco-style segment for all the latest trends in sustainable, ethical, gorgeous eco-style. So excited to get to speak to our fabulous, beautiful eco-style girl, uh, Bianca Alexander from Conscious Living TV. And hi, Bianca. Hi, Meg. How are you? I'm great. What can I complain about, man? I've been to Hawaii. Life is good, <laughs> you know. Um, and I really like the topic that you've chosen today. We're going to talk about authenticity and how, you know, kind of being authentic in your life does naturally create an authentic style, an eco-style. You know, it's all part of the, the whole groovy green diva eco-style thing. And first of all, I'm just going to jump in and say, but I want to hear quickly what's the latest, because we haven't talked in a while, with you and Conscious Living TV. Well, uh, you know, it's fall, and we are uh, busy as as beavers. This is our harvest time, one of the busiest uh, times of the year other than springtime. Um, And uh, we're really excited because in addition to expanding our platform, um, we just um, actually uh, posted a really cool travel segment uh, on Huffington Post that uh, is getting some really great uh, traffic, and it was about a vegan cruise to the Caribbean, so we'll have to share that with you guys a little bit later. Oh, yeah, we went I saw to that. Uh, a few islands, and it was just a very healthy, fun vacation experience, so um, that, was, that just went up this week, and um, we're currently now in pre-production for our first ever live studio show, um, which is going to be ramping up uh, beginning the end of this month. So we are busy uh, continuing, you know, the content and all of our wonderful partners and contributors like the Green Divas on our website uh, and uh, just, you know, expanding the channel uh, to be across multiple platforms. So we're having fun being creative and sharing uh, the good news about all the fun things that are happening in the, in the world of conscious living. Great. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing more, and I know we've got more fun stuff we're going to be doing together. But let's talk now about being authentic. What what does that mean? Well, you know, authenticity and the word being authentic, it's such a buzzword right now. Um, I think it's it's something that we are all looking to um, step and evolve more into because, you know, we, we live in a world... Um, where, you know, uh, social media identities can sometimes become a proxy for real relationships. And 
you know, it's great for promoting work. It's great for promoting brands. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think we all end up feeling a little bit um, left, a little empty with uh, the lack of substance and, and the lack of, you know, real connection. And I think part of that trend is just, you know, a function of the fact that we are, you know, as a people, as a society, looking to kind of let go of some of the, the paradigms, the old ways of being that, that don't work for us anymore. And, you know, we're all raised to kind of, you know, be a good girl or be a good boy. And, and sometimes right. that means not being true to who yeah. you really are or yeah. not being true to the emotions you're feeling at the moment. You know, no one is a smiley face. You know, no one's an emoticon. Yeah, all the and time, right. Yeah. I think when it comes to fashion, it, it just translates into that area of self-expression where people feel that there's a certain kind of cookie-cutter look or, you know, they have to sort of wear whatever the trend is, quote-unquote, that's in style right now, even if that's not something that, um, you know, is flattering or complimentary to their body type, yeah. to their coloring, yeah. to their ethnicity, and to just what they're feeling in that current moment. And so, you know, being authentic um, in life um, is something that translates to being authentic in, in your style. And I think, you know, for some people, um, particularly fashionistas, that's, a touch point where they can say, hey, I may not be willing to tell my loved one what I really feel, but I may be more willing to wear my colors this week. So there's a lot of <laughs> um, ways that, that we can uh, give some tips on how people can become more authentic in their style, and maybe hopefully that will translate to other parts of their life. Well, and yeah, whether it works uh, from the inside out or the outside in, it's all, right. it, it's all good. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it may be that some people are very authentic in other ways in their life and they just haven't really caught up to the fashion part mm-hmm, of it yet exactly. or their their style part. Um, yeah, I know that there's so many trends that I would love to jump in on, but for my body shape and size or whatever, I'm a little short person. It doesn't, it, you know, it just doesn't always work for me. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have to just let go of like, okay, that really, really cool yoga outfit that's all organic and super duper cool dye or whatever. It's just not going to work on me no matter what I do. Exactly. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that, that I, I say and try to do with myself is number, number one, don't fight Mother Nature. You know, going with the flow and working with what God gave you, you know, there's a reason that you were born with the body size and the height that you are. There's mm-hmm. something special and magical about that. And I think just embracing that and working with it as opposed to fighting it, you know, not only will you feel better and more comfortable in your clothes, I feel comfortable and better in my clothes, but, you know, the the expression and sort of what we're communicating to other people says, I'm not trying to be someone other than who yeah. I am, yeah. you know, which people can pick that up. Oh. Um, and it's not attractive. It's like, hey, I'm embracing who and what I am, whatever the size, shape, height, color, tone, texture, and when you embrace that part of yourself, other people do. And that, to me, I think is is the ultimate way to be a stylish person. You know, for example, I stopped relaxing my hair several years ago, and I used to work so hard trying to get these pinky curls straight. (laughs) I mean, like hours in the salon. Like, you know, if I could tally up the amount of hours I spent getting my hair relaxed and blown out and all these things, and it's just not to mention the money and not to mention the chemicals. Yeah most ungreen thing you can do, right? Right, right. Like, you know, ammonia in your scalp. Um, and when I finally decided to let that go, it was just so freeing, you yeah, know, versus yeah. sort of fighting the texture. Now I've got a curly little afro. I can wash and go. I can uh-huh. not comb, and people still think it's cute. It's like, wow, I get more compliments of my hair now yeah. than I ever did in all the years and the thousands of dollars spent on, you know, trying to get it bone straight and 
you know, a color that wasn't and of course, my natural the color. The grass is always greener because I was born with like pencil straight hair, which I loathe. And <laughs> I always wanted curly hair. But you know what's weird is I don't know if it's menopause, but my hair is starting to get more body. I love my hair suddenly. I don't blow dry it now because it just naturally kind of bounces. And I'm like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, I got lucky. Menopause, it, yay. It's, it's such a gift. I mean, it, yeah, your hair, your hair changes and we change, our skin changes. Um, but it's just there's something about it. And it's something, that, again, as a society, we're not sort of trained. We're not taught to embrace that, that who we are is good enough. We're always taught that, oh, there's something more I need. I need that perfume. I need that lipstick. I need that house. I need that car. I need that man. I need that woman, whatever it is. And yeah, so, yeah. you know, I think, you know, what for me, conscious living and conscious style is really about coming back to just embracing who you are, that there's a reason that you are who you are. And there's something that's just a really beautiful gift that you don't know how you might touch another person's life being who you're who being. Who you are, yeah. You give it a shot. Well, you, you, know? you said you something earlier about, you know, we were born... It, it, oh, I, I believe we chose the bodies we're in, and we, you know, mm-hmm. for a reason. But there, you said something about being magical, and I mm-hmm. thought, oh my gosh, I never thought of my height and stature as magical. But I'm going to dig that for a while. But what I was also thinking about as as you were sharing is like I I've I've kind of discovered certain styles that work well for me, like a mm-hmm. certain shape pant with a little flare in it or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever works. What I encourage people to do is find what works that, that you know, you feel really good in and then mm-hmm. find other creative ways to, you know, to, to, to replicate it. And, you know what I mean? Like, um, exactly. Uh, and get creative with, with accessories. And, and we did a whole, f- I think we, didn't we do a fun, um, thing on accessorizing didn't we do that once i don't think we've done that yet but oh, i think we definitely will oh, have to now because yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh that's a really fun eco style thing to, to to repurpose and you know uh consign or whatever you know thrifting is a ball for accessories so yeah we did talk about thrifting that's right but yeah. not accessories specifically but yeah thrifting inventions vintage is a great great resource to to sort of pick up your accessories. And just like you say, it's about being creative. And, you know, it's hard to be creative when you're being cookie cutter. And I'm not saying that some of the trends, aspects of them can work for certain people, for certain body types. But, you know, it's it's time to sort of, you know, you got to take a risk. You have to be courageous to be yourself. Just like it takes courage to share what you really feel. It takes courage to, for example, wear your colors. You know, several years ago before, um, right when I first started getting on camera and doing um, hosting, on television, I got my colors done. And the colors that I was wearing were not, you know, they were the colors that my mother basically dressed me in as right. a little girl. Lots right. of hot pinks and powder blues. And, you know, those are colors that are perfect for a spring palette. I, however, am an autumn. And, you know, it wasn't until I changed my colors, I would go out into the street, I got my whole colors redone, you know, I, I knew what color to wear um, when I was in family gatherings, what yeah. my romantic color was, what my power color was to wear on, on television or yeah. if I'm in a meeting in a boardroom. It was just life-changing. And from the minute that I walked out into the street, people would come up to me and just start talking to me or ask me yeah. directions. Yeah. And it's something that still happens now, it's but it, amazing. it wasn't something that was common before because I think I was hiding sort of in another yeah. identity um, that I thought would sort of get me where I wanted to go, but people you know, couldn't see me. The irony is my mother always knew what my colors were and said, oh, honey, you really should wear that bright pink or, you know, it was like a hot pink or, or, or bright red. And I was like, no way. And then as I've grown into my adult mature life, um, I find that for television in particular, my best color is that kind of bright fuchsia pink. 
Are and, you a spring then? Must be. And people, ju- I must be. I don't remember yeah. what my palette is, but I just mm-hmm. know what colors work and what don't. And by, uh, yeah. honest to God, I'm a green diva, and green is the worst color on me ever. <laughs> That's so funny because green is my family color. That's like, you know, for me, it's like a heart chakra yeah. color. So yeah. I wear it, you know, Thanksgiving and when Aww. I'm with children and, you know, when I want to sort of just warm up and people immediately that I don't know, just immediately want to hug me. No, if I, wear, I wear, if, if I wear green, people are like, honey, are you sick? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny how just like wearing colors that complement the skin tone yeah. that God gave you yeah. just can change not only how you feel about yourself, but how others experience you. Isn't and it so true? That's, you know, one easy way um, to step into more authenticity. And, and yeah, it takes a little while to sort of get your, get your colors right. But once you do, now when I go shopping, I walk right into any store and I know exactly what yeah. aisle to go to. I know what colors to avoid. Yep. I know what colors are going to look great. And I have a whole rainbow to choose from. So well, it's, um, and, it's and one little approach that, that can make a big difference. I think, you know, I would advise people, if you're really lost and you have no idea, I'm sure there are people like Bianca, I don't know that you do this, but but people that do consultation, mm-hmm. color consultation, mm-hmm. and they're they're great at helping you figure out, you know, what are your best colors? Because not everybody's yeah, good at color. I've done that a lot, and I do shopping, personal shopping for a lot of friends, because I'm like, I can see this color, I yep. can see the shape, it yep. would be perfect for you. And not everybody's into that, you know, not everyone wants to spend their time doing not it. Not everybody's so, I mean, I talented at that. I think that's yeah, a specific exactly. talent. Exactly. My sister's like that. She can. She's a shopper. Anyway, we have to wrap this up. I could talk to you all day, my friend, but <laughs> let's let's set up another one so we can talk about fun accessorizing. Yeah, it'd be perfect for the, the holiday season. Oh, great to talk to you, Bianca. Everyone, stay tuned. More coming up. Thanks. Want to have sexy Green Diva style too? And learn more about low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green? Visit thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. Hi, I'm Ariel Hemingway, and you're listening to Green Divas Radio, and you're loving your life. Being green can be so sexy. Well, at least you can be sexy and keep it green. Check out the Green Divas Eco Sexy Podcast for ways to keep it green in the bedroom or wherever you like to have sex. On again with our favorite eco sexy herbal wise woman, busy woman. Brigitte Mars, who is an author. She's got a couple of books. Her new book is The Country Almanac of Home Remedies. But she also, of course, relevant to our eco-sexy series, uh, wrote The Sexual Herbal. She has a new app. I'm so excited about this. I plant? Come on, man. I plant 250 pictures of plants and what you can do with them. Eat them. Use them for medicine. So this is like to help people identify maybe wildcraft stuff? Yes, indeed. And it fits right in your pocket. Oh, I've got to get that. Oh, my gosh. That is so We're working on an Android version. Yeah, I have an iPhone. So, so far, so good. So I think we're going to launch into, and this may not be for everybody, but there's a wonderful growing population of women who are experiencing, and I happen to be one of them, and so is Lynn. Um, sorry, Lynn, if I outed you against your will, but, uh, you know, who are experiencing menopause. And 
I, I, I think society used to be like, Shh, don't talk about that. Just go sweat in your corner. But, <laughs> you know, but I'm I'm over it. And I think, you know, this generation, my generation is saying, hey, man, this is kind of interesting. I'm not going to be quiet about it. Let's uh, let's work through this in the healthiest way possible. So there you go. We're going to squawk about menopause for a couple of episodes and segments Um but also as it relates to staying healthy and keeping our sex life healthy, because I think there's that myth that once a woman hits menopause, it's like over. And that's total bull crap. Just putting it out there, people. So anyway, Brigitte, tell us a little bit about, I think we're going to talk about food and menopause. Okay, well, you know, there's a lot of things we can do to help menopause be easier on us. And first of all, we need to remember it's not a disease. It's a time of life, <laughs> and it really helps us to conserve energy so we're not you know, dealing with our menstrual cycles, but it's also a time when we're no longer fertile. And it's really considered that you haven't gone through menopause till you haven't had a period for 13 months. Right. So you can still get pregnant in those you know, last few months thinking, oh, I skipped a period. <laughs> so I think one of the ways that we sort of sabotage ourselves about menopause is getting uptight and nervous that things aren't the way they used to be. Yeah. <clears throat> like, you know, you expect the unexpected. You may get two periods a month. You may get, you know, a 20-day period. Um, things might happen. You may find it difficult to sleep. You may get those hot flashes. So try to just stay calm about it and expect the unexpected and roll with it. Come on, if you've reached this age, you've had to roll with a lot in life. Yeah, this is nothing. Come on, people. And there are things that can help us get through it with ease. And um, according to the principles of Asian medicine, um, the liver is the organ that's having to break down hormones. So you might even say that menopause is like a last hormonal hurrah, like, okay, I'm going to just kind of go haywire and surge you with hormones and see what happens, ha-ha. Yeah. So, <laughs> So um, the better we take care of our liver, the easier it's going to be on us. So the liver can really help break down and eliminate excess hormones. And if our liver is exhausted, we may be more likely to get depression, anger, uh, difficulty in sleeping, and hot flashes. We'll also talk about the kidneys in our three-part segment. But during menopause, we want to eat foods that build and strengthen and and also keep the liver from being toxic. Yeah. And the liver loves the sour flavor. So a simple thing is to drink lemon and water or yep. lime and water, eat tart apples and other um, fruits that have a slightly sour flavor, pomegranates. So cranberry, uh, you know, citrus. unsweetened. Absolutely. All of these nice sour foods, um, berries are really good. You know, strawberries. And, of course, I'm big on what's in season. So right now in season we have, you know, grapes. And grapes are a heavily sprayed crop, so I would go with organic. organic yeah. And I would go with the darkest color. I'm always big on choosing the most colorful food. Rather than white potatoes, you get sweet potatoes. Rather than iceberg lettuce, you're going to get the darkest kale you can find. Yeah, yeah. So always go for color. And then the liver also loves it when we eat lots of green leafy vegetables. So keep in mind, one meal a day should be a salad. And when I say green leafy vegetables, that can include things like, 
you know, broccoli, celery, zucchini, things that we don't usually think of as being really leafy, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, and we certainly want to use some sea vegetables like kelp and dulse and wakame and hijiki. I have to admit, I'm kind of I'm buying them from North America rather than from Japan. I'm just a little concerned about radiation yeah. Yeah. at this time. So, but one of the amazing things about sea vegetables is they grow in this mineral-rich brine of the ocean. So they're wonderful for providing minerals to help our bones. Yeah, course, well, isn't there a company... we eating them all, our whole life, but... Like Maine Coast, I don't know if that company still yep. exists, but they, you know, um, do a lot of, a, a lot of, uh, from the Atlantic, from the North Atlantic, so it's a little bit safer, I suppose. Mm-hmm. A- absolutely. And I know there's a lot of hoopla about, you know, eat soy products, but I just wanted to say that soy is one of the common allergens. It's also one of the most GMO'd foods. Yes. So... Um, and it, for a lot of people, can be difficult to digest. So if you are going to eat soy foods, uh, consider doing fermented soy, more yeah. things like miso and tempeh, tempeh rather than lots of soy milk and tofu. Yeah. It doesn't mean you can't have them on occasion, but I think a lot of people go crazy with the soy protein. Yeah, and so and like, to your point that, that much of it is GMO, so to be careful and choose organic when you can. Absolutely. And... Other foods that can help our bones besides seaweeds, um, broccoli, sesame tahini, instead of using peanut butter, which is hard on the liver, uh, tahini, which is sesame seed butter, is really high in calcium. And green leafy vegetables, and I know that a lot of people go, you know, think we have to do lots of dairy products, lots of milk and cheese, but if you are going to eat dairy products, I would really say yogurt is probably one of the most bioavailable as far as calcium goes because it's been brought back to life. I'm sure dairy products were a lot better 100 years ago when people had a cow in the backyard, but when it's pasteurized, homogenized, and cows are fed hormones, it's not what it used to be. Yeah, so if you can get your hands on safe, raw, organic um, milk possibly, and, you know, raw Uh, cheeses that are safe and and, uh, organic, maybe. And it's also about what we don't eat. If we do a lot of alcohol, caffeine, sugar, fried foods, eat poor quality, high-fat foods, you know, lots of uh, refined carbohydrates, we're going to find that not only is this hard on our liver, um, but the refined carbohydrates and the uh, high-saturated fat foods are going to make us put weight on. and. You know, we want to get through this with ease and stay, uh, you know, become better than ever right, rather right. than let it all just go downhill. So this is an opportunity to take, you know, better care of yourself and nurture yourself. You're wiser now when, than when you went through um, the beginning your period on those crazy uh, yeah. prepubescent years. So now you have wisdom with you and you know, you're not rebelling against your parents anymore, hopefully. So <laughs> choose wisely and come through this with ease and grace and continue to be beautiful. And, and this might be an opportunity to be healthier than ever. I think it's a very powerful time. And we're going to continue to talk about this. We've got to wrap this one up. But stay tuned, folks, um, for more great segments uh, on this topic. We're going to do a series. So thank you, Brigitte, and we'll talk soon. Many blessings. 
turned on yet? Well, go to thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. To learn more about this Green Divas eco-sexy podcast and find other low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green. The Green Divas get to talk to so many inspiring people who each in their own way is helping us find a deeper shade of green. Here's just one of them. Enjoy. Okay, finally getting a chance to speak to one of my radio heroes, Mike Novak. Did I say that right, Mike? You said that exactly right. Somebody must have coached you. (laughs) Mike is the host and producer of the Mike Novak Show. Um, You are, among other things, you're a columnist. You've written a book called Attack of the Killer Asparagus, which I must read because I just like the title. Well, that's, that's part of the marketing ploy. There's two things in the marketing ploy. Make the title funny so people will want to buy it, but also uh, start with the letter A, which is why it starts with attack, because then it gets moved to the top of the list of it, books. It's cheesy, but it works, you know what it's I mean? It's cheesy. It really is. I mean, if, if people knew how well that works, every single book that came out would be called Triple A Aardvark. <laughs> so, you know... Uh... You're a busy guy. You're a master gardener, an edgy environmentalist. I don't know. Somebody called you that. A what environmentalist? <laughs> edgy environmentalist. Oh, wow. I'll take that as a compliment. I thought you said aging <laughs> environmentalist. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> Say what? I'm well, I up am now. that too. I am that too. Well, I don't think so. And then somebody else quote, is quoted as saying, you're the Dave Barry of gardening. Which I is, like that one. I think that's a great one too. So there's a lot. You could be called a lot worse than the Dave Barry of anything. I had one guy compare me to Mark Twain, and I'm now you know I'm starting to get nervous when when people do that. Well, you know your head's going to explode if you get you know get too close to well, Mark Twain. But there's a difference between praise and money. So praise <laughs> it's easy. Praise is easy. Money's hard. All right, yeah. Yeah. that's difficult. Uh, so that's why, uh, we, you know, I still have to get out there and hustle the book. But if anybody's interested, uh, yes, Attack of the Killer Asparagus is my first book. And it's based on the columns uh, I write for Chicago Land Gardening Magazine. I've been doing that for about a dozen years. Uh, and my columns, I always tell people I try to make them fact-free. Um, it's my fact free. Dystop- <laughs> yes. It just caught my, up it, to me. I was slow. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was waiting for the the rim shot or something, but it didn't happen. Um, it's um, my dystopian view of the garden, uh, my, mostly my own garden, but other people's gardens, and and I, I take everything to its logical or illogical extreme, um, and. It's humorous. I'm I, I'm trying to make people laugh, really. Yeah. Uh, and the reason I do that is because I've read gardening columns that claim to be humorous. Yeah. And, and just... that's and they're usually pretty lame. Yeah. I'm not sure why people are unable to be funny when they talk about their garden. There are some people actually who can be funny, but a lot of it is just kind of sentimental and yeah. yeesh. Taking their garden too damn seriously. 
Yeah. Well, and have you ever I, read... I mean, I'm looking out of my garden right now, uh, through, uh, out the back door here, and it's a mess. It's just. Have, it's... have you ever heard one of my favorite gardening books of all time? I haven't read yours yet. Is called The Lazy Gardener. Uh huh. Have you ever heard of that? I can't remember. Yeah, who I, I have it. heard of that, and I, there have been people who've done that kind of thing. And I have heard of uh, the lazy gardener. It's and so my speed, really. I'm, you know. I have discovered that, uh, you know, and this is, you know, you're a green diva, and I'm not sure whether <laughs> how much how much gardening stuff you cover on your program. Well, not 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 enough, probably, but we we do. We have one of. Um, Allie Hoffman, I don't know if you know Allie, she's in Chicagoland also, and mm-hmm. she's a master gardener. I can't remember the name of her business, but, uh, you know, we, we would love to hear from you uh, more frequently, perhaps. I was just going to say that here's a great tip about gardening, um, and and if uh, you're, you know, in a zone close to mine, I'm in, in Chicago, we're in zone five. In New Jersey, you're like six or seven, depending where you are uh, on the coast yep, or, yep. or not. Um, but it's roughly the same, and I find that uh, during the growing season, if you get out in your yard about five times, <laughs> that's it. That's just about five times. You know, start clean up in the spring uh, after the bulbs are done blooming. Clean up a little bit of that. Uh, get uh, early summer. Uh, do a little bit of uh, pruning and work then. Late summer and then fall as it's col- everything's collapsing, and usually the garden will look pretty good. For the uh, for the season, just don't let it go the whole season without right. getting out there. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm one of those gardeners that you know, like, is obsessed with planting for you know till like June. Right, and then people lose interest. And then I'm like, oh my god, I'm so burned out. I don't even want to <laughs> deal with it. And you can't do that though. You I see, know, I know. garden because look, it's what we're doing the interview today in October. Um, it's warm. In yeah. Chicago today, it's yeah. rained. It's yeah, things are starting to turn colors here, and it's and it's pretty, but it's still pretty lush. And it, which means if you gave up in June, you missed oh July, August. I did September, I did. October. Actually, I was going to do a second planting of things. My daughter, we went away for a week in uh, July or August, and my daughter like let everything die, just fried right out there, just fried. So. Um, then I was going to replant, and then I was traveling again. So my travel schedule kind of screwed me up this time a little bit. But, it happens. You know, it I happens. mean, that's just it's just part of the deal. And that's the other thing about gardening is that you you get to it or, or you don't get to it, and it's it's not a moral judgment on you if, well, you, if you don't get out into your garden. I'm working on you know not beating myself up. So you know, thank you. well, the thing is, is what what and it's not really the gardening part of it and keeping it neat. It's the weeds part of it, and yeah. I have this discussion all the time when I talk to groups about weeds. And I've had, do you know what creeping Charlie is? No. Okay, it's a, it's a, it's in the mint <laughs> family, and it comes into your yard, and uh, a lot of people know what it is who yes. obsess over their lawns. Yes. Um, and I have brought up the words creeping Charlie in a talk, and people will hiss. <laughs> and I and I look at them, I go, hey. It's just a plant. What? <laughs> this is not a moral judgment uh, yeah, on yeah. this plant here. It's, it's like, just a plant. It's like evil. It's like the, the villain. Exactly. Exactly. The villain of the story. So now talk a bit about what you do on the show and your your environmental message and mission, if you will. My, that's, uh, 
a good question because I, I cover a lot of things on the show. You know, we right now I've just gone into a, a gardening discussion, but I think there are people who listen to my show and say, you don't talk enough about gardening <laughs> uh, because I go into a lot of environmental issues. Uh, just this past week I had a wonderful writer on the show, Jeff Biggers, who's written about coal oh, yeah. in, in Illinois, and we've been talking about fracking, and I've been talking about the frack sand mines. Yeah. In, uh, but I, I try to draw it all together. Um, it's a big picture. Everything we do in our lives whether it's gardening or it's uh, purchasing almost anything yeah. uh, in the world has consequences, yeah. and we need to be aware of how all that fits together. Yeah. Um, in terms of gardening, w when we're out there and let's say we have a weed like Creeping Charlie uh, and we're not happy with it and we start to put poisons on the ground, well, those actions have consequences, and I'm, I'm not a fan of chemicals. I'm, let's face it, I'm, I'm just not, and yeah. I will tell you that there are other ways to do it slower you're, it's not going to be the instant result, and that's part of the problem. When people say, hey, can you fix this weed problem uh, in my yard? They usually mean, hey, can you fix this weed problem in now. my yard today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You let it go for five years, and now you're coming to me and saying, I want a chemical that will knock this back right now. And I, and I tell them, I'm not going to play that game with you yeah. because I can't win that game. No. Um, so, but it applies to... Uh, everything in the world. So, if, for instance, I, I, one of the things that makes my head explode is I go to a Costco, and I like Costco. They have some good policies. They have some not-so-good policies, but generally they're, they're, I think they're among the good guys in terms of the way they treat their employees and so forth. Yeah. But everything's wrapped in plastic. And, um, and people get in line in front of me, and they have their shopping carts, and they have 186 bottles, plastic bottles of water. And I want to scream at them and say, yeah. why are you doing that? Right. Buy one, take it home and refill it. Well, of course, the, the, uh, the naysayers will say, well, you know, you've got the plastic chemicals, and every time you refill it, you're, you're ingesting that. And you know what? There's so much else in the world that's killing us. <laughs> if I, then, you know, if you've got a problem with that, get a, get a steel bottle and yeah. refill it. Yeah, there's or, lots or get of... a glass bottle right. and refill it. Right, right. Yeah, there are a lot of refillable bottles that are safe. And, um, and, and, and um, uh, one of the things that Lynn and I had talked about, uh, Lynn was on yeah, my show yeah, recently. Yeah, Green Diva Lynn, yeah. Was the, uh, and by the way, I know you want the guys to be called Green Dudes. Yeah. Well, isn't the male version of Diva Devo? <laughs> green Devos. That's kind of funny. I want to the Green Devo. That's funny, yeah. Well, it just conjures up. 80s bands and are we not men and... are we not devo <laughs> are we not devo <laughs> that's good i like it so uh, maybe your other guys are dudes i'm the devo okay i'm good with that okay i like it so lynn and i were talking about you know uh bringing your own bag to a store who yeah. does that yeah. i i uh shop at a place that's by a university here in chicago sometimes yeah. the kids are not bringing their own bags. And I'm yeah. thinking, you guys are supposed to be the future. You're supposed to be leading yeah. the way. Why do you not have a reusable bag? And they're all just, you know, like, meh. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> Give me the plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plastic is sort of like the scourge of the planet. And if there was one thing that 
Uh, yeah, it's just like everywhere I look, whether it's the news about the gyre in the Pacific or like animals getting really ravaged, marine mammals or animals or whatever, marine life, or whether it's, you know, a plastic bag hanging from a freaking tree that, you know, like, please, could we please stop, stop? Lynn and I just were in Hawaii, as most people know, ad nauseum, because we've well, Even I knew that. Yeah, right? Everybody knew because Everybody we knows that. promoted it. Well, you know, Hawaii is a very photogenic place, and it's easy to promote um, photographs and whatever. But one of the things, as we, we w- did this really intense cliff hike down to this beautiful, beautiful uh, natural beach. It's a black sand beach. And we're the only ones down there, and that the, the natural beauty was amazing. It's kind of in this valley, this lush valley, and there we are. And then, bang! There's a piece of plastic in the middle of the beach. Of course. You know, and I was like, really? Come on, people! This is crazy. This is really upsetting me. Well, so, this is how we know. Uh, you know people think, how, how can human beings have an effect on the planet? We're not causing climate change. We're not causing any problems at all. Really? really? Oh, is, is there anybody left that believes that truly? Well. It's sadly, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't understand how you could. Plus, here's my other argument with that whole thing. Okay. Is really, even if you don't necessarily believe in climate change, what is the freaking problem with reducing pollution and, and garbage and, and chemicals in our world? Really? Is there, is there any argument for these things? Well, if you're making money off of yeah. it, uh, then, there's, then there's your argument. But you're absolutely right. Uh, when folks say say to me that uh, our uh, carbon emissions um, are not causing climate change around the globe, I say, well, then is it okay to uh, – we increase this every year. We increase uh, our pollutants. What if we just cut back for yeah. no other reason than to we make like- – there's still smog. You, you can see that. It's, that's visible proof of what we're doing. Right. Okay. Why, why wouldn't we cut that? You're absolutely right. That's the point you just made, and um, I agree with it. Yeah, it's um, – yeah, so it really is. It boils down to money, and so, uh, well, we'll just keep plugging away, man. Um, <laughs> I, I like what you do and how you do it. It's very um, similar to what we do in that um, we just keep talking about these things and trying to keep a sense of humor where possible, where appropriate, and um, keep – a well, we try to keep a positive sense. We try to offer information that uh, has some solutions or some hope involved because it could get really depressing. Well, you know, but then there's my philosophy is that sometimes you have to whoop people upside the head with a rolled up newspaper. <laughs> yeah. And then recycle the newspaper. Exactly. Lynn is our is our whooper. She's really good at that. She um she really uh well she's got her finger on the pulse of environmental news so she really brings that element to it and um and it's good it's good i mean it's nice to talk about some of these practical solutions like i'm all about living more simply trying to reduce the amount of crap we have and you know reusing and all that kind of stuff uh but lynn brings a wonderful element of of serious environmental news and and the thing is it's not that hard no it 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 really isn't um to uh, to find ways to reuse stuff, to to just 
think about it while you're standing in line. Do I really, really need this? Right. Yeah. It's a lot about consciousness. It's a lot about just becoming more aware and the process of asking yourself questions like, do I need this? Is this, uh, is this good for me and is it good for the planet? You know, come on. And there's, there's, a, there's a couple of uh, philosophical positions now in the environmental movement, one of which is actually it's gotten to the point where some people say our, our, our little individual acts of uh, screwing in a, a compact fluorescent right. bulb and, and bringing your own bag, they're not really making any difference, so now we have to go after the policymakers, and that's the only way we're going to make the change needed. But there are other people, uh, like this guy Jeff I had in my show on Sunday, who said, well, no, we've got to do it locally because we can't do it nationally, we can't do it internationally because those people uh, are not moving. They're, they're not getting the job done, so it's going to start at the grassroots. Well, and I really believe, for me personally, philosophically, I do believe that it does start with um, it's an inside job, and when, when I begin to change my mind uh, and act accordingly, then it does ripple out, and maybe it does have an effect. We vote with our dollars. You know, maybe I'm not going to buy that thing because that company is just really, you know, not cool. So and I guess an, we're out of time here. Oh, and isn't that funny? You're being the show host now. I'm <laughs> just doing my job. I know. I love it. Well, I've really enjoyed this, and, Mike, I feel like we could talk for hours. So hopefully someday you will be in new jersey or new york and we'll get you out to the studio in the meantime we'll keep playing on the phone and um tell folks how they can find out more about your show uh go to www.mikenovak.net and it's spelled m-i-k-e-n-o-w-a-k.net and uh information about my show there's Live streaming, there's podcasts, um, there's my write-up I do each week like you do uh, to let people know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if people want a copy of Attack of the Killer Asparagus, yes. they should go to aroundtheblockpress.com. Okay. Well, good news. And we'll, we'll post some information around this podcast and get it out there. You know how we do that. Yes, and, and I appreciate it. Thank, and, uh, and, thank you. And now I guess... I have to have you on my show. Well, I would love that. I would really be honored, and wow, how exciting. So, listen, um, thank you so much for taking the time away from your show to share with the Green Divas, and I'm looking forward to playing some more on the air with you. Well, what I appreciate about you is that you let me finish my breakfast before talking to me. And, yep, can you imagine that NPR would ever do that? I don't think so. Yeah, no. I, we're, hey, we're low-stress green divas, man. We're, we're all about making it, like, fun and easy. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Mike. Bye-bye. Hope you enjoyed that as much as they did. Please visit thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. For more fun podcasts and information on the Green Divas and low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green. You've been listening to the Green Divas radio show. Be sure to look for this and other Green Diva Network podcasts on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, iTunes, Swell Radio, and Spreaker. Get social with the Green Divas on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. 
Subscribe to the Green Divas YouTube channel to watch them in action. And for all the latest good green news, visit thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com.